back. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Hawk Sense. I am your host, Alex Nicolau, and in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the issue with Sony's Spider Man character universe. So, by the time this is released, Morbius will be out in theaters, and early reactions have already been pouring in. The post credit scene has already been leaked. So, I, at the end of this video, will do a little review on the movie because if I'm being honest, I do not feel as if this movie is even worth giving it a full episode to review anymore. Let me start off with this, and I think I could speak for the entire Spider-Man community, hopefully. We are so indifferent on who we want to make Spider-Man movies. Because on Sony's side, they've given us great movies like Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but they've also given us Spider-Man 3, which was alright. They've given us The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which a lot of people hate. They've given us Venom, they've given us Venom Let There Be Carnage, they've given us Morbius now, which has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know Rotten Tomatoes isn't the best, and I say that all the time, but it's what a lot of people look at, so I'm using that stat. But, like, it's, it's, it's really, like, it's so indifferent if we still want Sony to be making those movies, especially because Marvel Studios has given us a great Spider-Man trilogy, and great features in other movies, and really solidified that Spider-Man belongs in the MCU. So in my personal opinion, although the MCU has some flaws, I feel as if Spider-Man is the glue to put it back together. And it's not like I don't like Sony, alright? I really do like Sony, they've done justice by this character so many times, but like, I don't know man, like this universe that you're trying to create, it's nothing but a recipe for a disaster. And don't get me wrong, alright? I think Tom Hardy plays an excellent Eddie Brock in Venom. I think Michael Keaton has played an excellent Vulture. I think that Jake Gyllenhaal has played an excellent Mysterio. And he is definitely coming back, let's be honest. I think Jared Leto is going to kill it as Morbius. I feel like he brings a lot of passion to the character because we all know how Jared Leto acts when he's getting into character. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to do great as Kraven the Hunter, and I don't know who you're planning on putting in this new Sinister Six, but the thing is, you're forcing this to happen. This is your third time trying to create a Sinister Six versus Spider-Man, you know, type of, like, uh, movie setup, and it's it's not going to work, and fans aren't going to like it if you try to force it. With all that being said, I just think the best bet for Sony is to just quit while they're ahead. Like, I know it's unfortunate you want to do this thing that you think is so spectacular, but if I'm being honest, your best bet is to sign a contract with Marvel Studios and Disney and bring all those characters in the MCU, do half-half profit, all that kind of stuff. Like, like exactly what you did for No Way Home, do that same thing, but for all the characters, dude. From, from Aunt May to Big Wheel, whoever you got in your roster, sell them all. You know, like, it's, it's unfortunate that they have to, like, you know, that I think they have to do that. But at this point, I think the best bet is for everyone to be together, uh, including Tom Holland's Spider-Man. As much as I love, you know, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, would love to see him return. I feel as if you want to make successful movies that'll bring in, you know, numbers that will bring in fans, that will excite fans, and that will make fans go crazy in the theaters. You're gonna have to bring them all inside the MCU, and it's gotta be produced by Marvel Studios. And I know definitely there's gonna be some people who disagree with that, and that's fine. But in my opinion, I just think you guys are doing this to push out that content, that Spider-Man content that we are all craving right now, and it's not going to work. It's unfortunate, but it's not going to work. To wrap that little segment up, I just really want to say, Sony, thank you for trying. I understand that you want these things to happen, but they're not going to happen if you try to force them, and they're not going to happen with a little help, and I think the best help you can get is with 
your boy Kevin Feige at Marvel Studios. So now is the portion of the podcast where I do my review on Morbius. Now, this is not going to be like my other reviews where the half is spoiler-free, half is with spoilers. I'm just going to go ahead and talk about the movie with spoilers. So if you guys have not seen Morbius yet and you want to go see the movie, you should probably stop the podcast now and then come back after you watch the movie to listen to the podcast. So yeah, I saw Morbius last night, and if I'm being honest, I think we were a little bit too hard on it. It wasn't a great movie, but I don't think it was nearly as bad as we were all making it out to be. My main issue with the Sony Marvel movies, like this goes beyond Morbius, but in Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage, the villains are the same thing as the protagonist. In Venom 1, the villain was Riot, another symbiote. In Venom 2, the villain was Carnage, another symbiote. In Morbius, the villain was Milo, and he took the same exact serum that Morbius took and became the same exact type of vampire that Morbius is. And that also stems from the fact that you are creating these villains because these characters are villains, and you're trying to force them to be anti-heroes and make them have villains. Aside from that, the dialogue was also just a bit corny. There was a scene where it was... He was in prison, alright? And he's talking to to the detectives. And he goes, I need blood. I'm starting to get hungry. And you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. (laughs) And he says it so seriously. And I see this guy from like the corner of my eye who's in my row. He has his head in his hoodie. And he's like rocking back and forth. Trying not to laugh. Because it's just so corny. And the way he said it was like so sincere and not like jokingly. It's, it's, It's bad. Also, I don't know if you guys remember, but in one of the final trailers, he goes, I am Venom. He goes, just kidding, it's Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. That wasn't in there. (laughs) He goes and breaks someone's hand and he goes, I am Venom. And he goes, like, get out or something. And it's like, it's super, like, serious, but it's so corny. The story, however, was alright. It was just kind of back and forth, back and forth. So it was a little bad. But, you know, there was some good qualities to it. I did like how... Loxius, aka Milo, and Morbius go back to, from like Greece, like 25 years ago. You know they meet and they like make this lifelong bond to help each other. And Morbius is like, I'm gonna cure us and whatnot. It was a good story. Like that, those parts were very good. But like other than that, there were just like some unnecessary parts, like when, <laughs> like when at the end Morbius bit his girlfriend. We thought he sucked her blood. But there is one little brief moment before the final fight ends where we see her open her eyes and they're like red and she gets that like vampire face. Like they're setting up for Morbius too. (laughs) Like, no, we do not need that. She should have stayed dead. If she was dead, she should have stayed dead. It's not. Oh my God. It was that, that part was so bad. They keep trying to set things up, and it's not going to work. The post credit scenes were also pretty bad. I mean, uh, I think they did the worst possible thing they could do with Michael Keaton's Vulture. So what they did was the purple rifts that we've seen at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, they opened in every universe that, you know, there's a Peter Parker or a Spider-Man and whatnot, and Michael Keaton's Vulture came in through the MCU to this Sony universe, all right? And he was released because they don't know who he was. He was in an empty cell, so they released him with, like, no charges. And then he asks Michael Morbius to meet up. He has a new and improved Vulture suit, 
when he didn't make his in the first place, the Tinkerer made his in the first place. So where did he get this suit? And then he asked Jared Leto's Michael Morbius that he doesn't know where he is or why he got here, but he thinks it has something to do with Spider-Man. And, you know, he wants to make a team, which is obviously the Sinister Six. And then Michael Morbius goes, intriguing. And then it ends. <laughs> also, Morbius has never fought Spider-Man as far as we know. So it really doesn't make any sense on why he wants to get, get back at Spider-Man as like the same as Vulture does. So that's another thing that just doesn't really make any sense. Same thing with Venom or even Kraven the Hunter. What, like, if, if Spider-Man's not going to be in those movies, why do they want to team up against him and kill him? The main reason why Spider-Man has, like, you know, the Sinister Six is because these people want to get back at him for ruining their plans, putting them in jail, and all that. Some of these characters, besides Vulture, have never fought Spider-Man. But let's get back to Morbius here. Uh, there was one thing that I think kind of stood out, and that was the CGI. I think it was kind of brave and, uh, you know, testy, I guess is the word for it, to make a full CGI monster face. Because at some points, the CGI was god-awful. But there were some points where it was, like, fantastic. So, I don't know. I think if I were to be constructing a movie like that, I would do makeup. Because I feel like it would look better and, you know, you'd have that definite look of just realness. So, I don't know, maybe they could do that in the future. But there were some definite points where, you know, he was walking out of somewhere and the CGI was, like, really bad. And you could definitely tell the face was, like, a layer on his face and was, like, fake. So, I don't know. There, there was points where it was really bad. But then there was also some points where it was very good. So, you know... I think the CGI as a far of a rating, I'm going to give it a like 6 out of 10. The fight scenes were also just kind of bland, I think is the best word to use there. There were some great fight scenes, but the end battle was very, very bland. Like, Morbius was just getting kicked through the city, and then at the end, he just, he wasn't even fighting Loke, just like hand to hand. He sent a bunch of like vampire bats, or just any kind of bats at him and they were just kind of pinning him down while he stabbed them with the anti-serum which was kind of bland it really wasn't that great there was also so many scenes in the trailer that were not in the movie whatsoever and it leads me to believe that it might have been sony's fault again as the same thing with spider-man 3 if you guys don't know spider-man 3 sam raimi had a clear vision of what he wanted in that movie he wanted Sandman, he wanted New Goblin. There was no Venom, alright? Sony threw in Venom for whatever reason. He They forced him to put in Venom, and that's what ruined Spider-Man 3. So I think this is what is ruining Morbius, is the fact that they removed all the scenes that had to do with Spider-Man. Also, when they would give above city, like, Skyland shots, there was the Oscorp Tower. We saw it very clearly, but they cut off the top so you could not see the Oscorp sign. Although a lot of the Spider-Man stuff was kind of cut, we did see a lot of Daily Bugle stuff, like Loxus was looking at a Daily Bugle newspaper, and on the top it said Chameleon. So this universe, it's it's nothing we've ever seen before. You know, in Morbius we've seen, um, or the Morbius trailer, the Daily Bugle uh, newspaper also had Rhino, Black Cat, you know, we know this universe has Venom and Morbius now, it has the Chameleon, it's gonna have Kraven. So you know, whose Spider-Man is this? They better not bring in a new guy. I swear to God, they better not. They're not. They're going to be hated if they're going to bring in a new guy. Unless it's Miles Morales, because then they could do like an alternate universe thing, which could be kind of cool. 
<gasps> Ooh, I just thought of something. I talked about this in the like coming back video in 2022. Wow, okay. This is a good theory. Let's talk about that. So what if this universe has an ultimate Spider-Man, which is Miles Morales? And if you don't know, in the Ultimate Comics, they merged with the regular Marvel Comics. What if this universe merges with the MCU, bringing in a Miles Morales and all the villains to come with this universe? Anyways, back to Morbius before I wrap it up. Um, I think the best thing to come out of this movie is the character, I like I said, Jared Leto. He did a great job in this character, and I think he brings a lot of passion to the character, and uh, I'm excited to see more of him. He's a really interesting character, and I do like the character of Morbius, but introducing this him this way wasn't, you know, it wasn't it. And uh, it sucks, because this movie could have had a lot of more potential if it was thought out more, and, you know, they had they had the time, they definitely had the time to think it out more, but um, uh, it, it unfortunately did not meet a lot of the expectations of the viewers, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't a great movie. It really wasn't. So I think for my official unofficial review of Morbius, I'm gonna give Morbius a sad four out of ten. So I think that about does it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. I apologize if it was a little bit unorganized. I just kind of wanted to talk about the Sony predicament, and I also wanted to give a little bit of a review for Morbius because. Uh, I didn't really think it deserved a full episode because it wasn't really great and there wasn't a lot to talk about. So I apologize for that, but I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at redhawk.media. And if you want to get involved in Red Hawk Media and maybe you're interested, in, you can DM us on Instagram or you can contact the program director, me, Alex Nicolau, at alexnico at iu.edu or our president, Cicely Porter, at ciporter at iu.edu. Once again, guys, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.